episode number 125. Welcome to the Getting Unstuck podcast, where you'll laugh, empathize, and learn how to turn your stuck spots into sources for energy and positive change. And now your host, the creator of the Unstuck Method, Shira Gura. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you for joining me today. So today is the last Tuesday of the month, and if you are a regular listener of mine, you will know that in 2019, which is coming to a close, I am gifting away one deck of consideration cards each month on the last Tuesday of every month. So at the end of this episode, I will share who is the winner for this month. So I mentioned at the end of last week's episode that this week I will be sharing with you my first, and who knows, maybe my last, story that has to do with my mother. And before I do, I just want to recognize and acknowledge my mom for giving me permission to share this story with you today. I know that sharing our stuck spots with others can feel really uncomfortable and definitely not easy. And so I want to acknowledge my mom for allowing me to do so here today. Okay, so here's the story. Last summer, my mom invited me to go with her to a knitting store. My mom is an amazing knitter. She knits baby sweaters and blankets and afghans, and she knits stuff for adults as well, like infinity scarves and hats and sweaters and all kinds of things. It's one of her many hobbies, and she's really, really, really good at it. Knitting is something I've never learned from her, and so she takes great joy and pride in creating new things for me and my kids. So last summer, she invited me to the store where she picks out her yarn and she gets inspired by new patterns. And what's fun about going to the store is that they have mannequins wearing all sorts of knitted stuff. So if you're someone like me who has to see things in order to appreciate them, you can kind of go crazy in that store because everything is beautiful. And I mean everything. And so I picked out like 20 things, right? Like four scarves and two hats, and I have no idea what else. But then, of course, I had to narrow it down to like, you know, three things. And if I remember correctly, it was a hat, a scarf, and a vest. And those choosings, by the way, they were just for me. Of course, my daughter had a ball there as she picked out her things. So my mom had plenty to knit for the entire year. On one of the first days after we arrived this past summer, my mom showed me all the beautiful things that she made, but she cautioned me that the vest that she made for me may be too long and that it would need to be shortened. This vest, by the way, is like a lightweight thing that you put over like a tank top in the summer, just to give you an idea of what it looked like. It wasn't like a winter vest, not that it really matters, but anyway, So I took it into the bedroom and I tried it on and I noticed that, yes, it was way too long. It would need to be shortened. And then I took off the vest and I told my mom that she was right. Now, while fixing the vest isn't complicated and probably wouldn't be too time consuming, it wasn't something that my mom knows how to do on her own since technically the vest was already finished. It would mean having to go back to the store, which isn't far from the house, 
But still, we'd have to go back to the store and have one of the people there at the store help fix it, which I was more than happy to do because the vest was beautiful and my mom made it and I really wanted to wear it that summer and I wanted to take it back with me to Israel. Now, I don't remember this next part too clearly, but apparently my mom asked if I would want to go to the store with her that day. And apparently I responded that I was tired or I was busy. Like I said, I don't remember because it was on the first or second day of this seven-week trip. And I just don't recall what I said. I definitely wanted to go with my mom. I just couldn't go or didn't want to go that day, probably because I was jet-lagged and my kids weren't yet in camp and it didn't seem like a good day to go. And so I handed the vest back to my mom thinking that she would hold on to it and arrange for us to go another time. She apparently put the vest on what we call the bench, which is the first thing you see when you walk into my parents' house. It's a small seat with a cushion and some pillows on it. And no one really uses that bench aside from my mom, who puts her handbag there when she walks in the front door. I don't use the bench. I don't even look at the bench. And what happened was, well, you know the phrase, out of sight, out of mind? I admittedly forgot about the vest. Not to make any excuses or anything, but I was working all summer in my old bedroom at the computer, preparing for the next Getting Unstuck coach training program and preparing for a retreat and setting up one-on-one meetings with local clients. I had a lot on my plate. In addition to taking care of my two boys while my husband was in Israel and having to drive them to camp each day, I simply forgot about the vest. And so on the last day of my trip, when my mom said to me, so what do you want to do about the vest? I was shocked. I I was shocked for two reasons. One, I was shocked because I totally forgot about the vest. And I was also shocked that my mom was raising the question on the last day of my trip when we were packing up and getting ready to head to the airport. I was so confused, it literally shocked me into silence. I didn't even know how to answer. Until I finally did, I probably said something like, what do you mean, what am I doing with it? And my mom replied something like, Well, do you want to take it back with you to Israel and get it fixed there? And tears started welling up in my eyes. No, I don't want to get it fixed there. Why didn't we get it fixed here? Why didn't you ask me to go to the store with you again? And my mom said, I did ask. You said you were busy or tired, and so I didn't want to ask you again. I don't like to burden people. Burden people? (laughs) You know I wanted to go with you. And that first or second day, I was jet-lagged. It just wasn't good. I don't get it. Why wouldn't you want to ask me again? And she said something like, well, it's been sitting on the bench for the last seven weeks. You didn't say anything about it. And I responded, but I don't even look at the bench. I didn't see it. But you did every single day. And you chose not to say anything. I, I just don't get it. By this point, I was in such shock, I just walked away. I may have even left the house for something. I don't remember. I was so annoyed and so confused and so freaking frustrated. Why 
Why, why would my mom not ask me to go to the store with her as she knew it was something I wanted to do with her? Why? And when I came home, I was obviously still stuck. And I didn't feel like getting unstuck. I was too upset, I was too hurt, and I was too confused. I was standing in the kitchen, and when my mom walked in, she probably saw that I was stuck, and she asked if there was something she did wrong. And I answered, no, but that I was just confused and that I just don't understand her. And she asked why, and I shared why. And I shared in a probably not so nice way. I shared in a very stuck and judgmental way. And so her response, which is very normal, was to get hurt by that because from her perspective, she didn't do anything intentional to hurt me. And she made this beautiful vest and offered to take me to the store once. And so she got very upset that I was upset with her. And that conversation didn't end well either because both of us basically left the room feeling even more stuck than when we started. And as much as I tried to have her understand my side and that asking me a second or a third or a fourth time to go with her would not have been a burden, she didn't get it. And I didn't get her. And unfortunately, I left for the airport stuck, which sucks, I have to say. I mean, life is so short. And I know how hard it can be to get unstuck from your stories. But to leave someone's house stuck, especially after being a guest in it for seven weeks, that just sucks. (laughs) But in that moment, I couldn't get myself unstuck. I just couldn't. So my dad drove us to the airport. My mom stayed back, really because there wasn't room in the car for an extra person. Anyway, so once we got our luggage checked and we made it to the gate and the kids went off wandering, I sat down and started to try to figure out what went wrong. How did this happen? We had a great summer, a really great summer. Every summer is really getting better than the previous ones. But why, if it was so great, did it have to end like this? Why did my mom have to do that to me? So there I was at the airport, totally stuck, and yet feeling so lucky because there is someone in my life who has become like a rock to me. Esther Goldenberg, who I interviewed in episode 120, started out in my life as my book coach and in a very seamless way, turned into a life coach to me, and eventually has turned into my best friend. And so often when I feel stuck and unable to get unstuck on my own, I'll turn to Esther for guidance. And so there I was at the airport stuck, and I started to leave voice messages on WhatsApp to Esther, which by the way, for those of you who might be unfamiliar, WhatsApp is an app that you can put on your smartphone. It's similar to texting but you can also leave voice messages, which is so wonderful because then you can really hear the voices of your friends and your loved ones that you may not be able to see on a regular basis. And what's best is it's free and it can be used internationally. So I started sharing the story with Esther because I couldn't get unstuck and I was looking for another perspective that I couldn't generate on my own. I was too deep in my own story to be able to see my situation in any other way. 
By the time I left her my message, I had already taken a stop. And T, I told myself what I was stuck on, frustration, confusion, disappointment. And I uncovered that my mom should have asked me to go with her to the store as many times as necessary until we made it there. And I just kept saying to Esther how disappointing this whole thing was. And I kept blaming my mom for her actions and for the way I was feeling on my last day of my summer vacation. And Esther, in her quiet and humble way, she always says this to me. May I offer you a consideration? (laughs) And I always, always, always answer in the positive. For that is the reason that I'm reaching out to her. I'm not reaching out to her so she can commiserate with me and tell me how right I am and how wrong the other person was. I reach out to her to help me see something that I can't see. And Esther has a lot of wisdom in her. And so I'm always all ears to hearing and learning from her. She first challenged my thought that my mom should have asked me to go with her to the store as many times as necessary until we made it to the store. And she asked me, is that true? And I said, no, not necessarily. And then she said to me, from my perspective, your mom didn't do anything wrong. She knitted you a vest. She put her heart into making a gift for you. And from my perspective, someone who was truly appreciative of that gift would have taken it into her own two hands and did what she needed to do so that she could wear it, whether that would be arranging to go with your mom or without. But the moment your mom handed you the vest, the responsibility for accepting that gift and fixing it if need be was really in your hands, not your mom's. And I started bawling. I am such a bad daughter. Esther was right. I could see it, finally. While I still didn't quite understand my mom's behavior of not wanting to reach out to me a second time, the truth is I could have considered taking responsibility for being able to wear that vest, and I didn't. And because I was blaming my mom this whole time, I totally missed that I could have taken responsibility for inviting her to go out with me to the store. This all made me realize that my behavior, that is not making the initiative to go out with her, may have appeared to my mom as having little respect. And she may have gotten hurt by that because it showed a lack of appreciation. Instead, I was blaming her for basically respecting me, right? And not burdening me. Ugh, lovely, right? (laughs) While it was a little hard for me to see and accept this, I did. I got on the plane, actually feeling 10 times better. And soon after I arrived back home, I wrote an email to my mom apologizing for my behavior and telling her how I now recognize that the responsibility was really on me and that I look forward to our visit next summer when we can go to the store together, God willing, and I will initiate that and so that I can wear that vest with pride. After I sent off that email, I K held myself in self-kindness for having gotten stuck 
on blaming my mom for this mishap. Sometimes that happens, and I reminded myself that it's okay that I got stuck. So, my dear friends, I really want to challenge you today to see where in your life you may have gotten stuck on blaming someone really close to you, a parent, a child, a spouse, a neighbor, a good friend, and you blame them for something that you could have taken responsibility for. And if your mother is alive, I really challenge you to look deep inside and see if you can find a story in there with your mom. It may not be easy, and yes, you'll have to get really honest with yourself, but see if you can find one. I think that by doing so and owning the role of pain and suffering that you may have unconsciously created, you'll not only be able to heal yourself, you may be able to heal your relationship. Don't forget, no one in the world can make you feel anything. No one. Only you have the power to make yourself feel the way you do or the way you want to feel. And if you do this exploration and end up getting unstuck from something by considering taking responsibility, I would really love to hear from you. Okay, my dear friends, so I'd like to announce this month's winner of the consideration cards. It goes to Little Tales, and she wrote, Shira's method for becoming unstuck is not new to me. I actually have her book and have benefited from implementing her method in my daily life. Although it took some getting used to, I now find her method easy to use and very practical. I find Shira so easy to listen to. Her voice is so calming, and I feel like she's speaking right to me. She has a great understanding of human nature. As she has said, what is most personal is often most universal. Shira's stories are so relatable, and her honesty leaves the listener never feeling judged. I highly recommend this podcast and think it can help others promote emotional wellness. Wow, what a nice review. Thank you so much, Little Tales. I so appreciate the time you took to head over to iTunes and leave that review for me. Please email me to let me know that you heard this, and we'll arrange to have a deck of cards sent to you. And I would like to take this opportunity to remind you, my listeners, that there is nothing that I value more than your comments and reviews from this podcast. So if you have a few moments today, while it's fresh on your mind to leave a review for me on iTunes, if you haven't already done so, I greatly appreciate it. So my dear friends, I am celebrating my birthday next month and I have some special news for you regarding that. So be sure to tune in to next week's episode so you don't miss it. Wishing you a wonderful rest of your week. And as always, I look forward to getting unstuck with you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Getting Unstuck podcast. For more information on programs, workshops, and retreats, check out our website, www.shiragura.com. 